this is Dina Weiss for Hadar on Yom Atzma'ut, Spiritual Ownership. When God first promises the land of Israel to Avraham Avinu, God does not tell him to conquer or cultivate it. Instead, God tells Avraham to gaze at the land and to simply walk through it. Vadonai amar al Avram, acharei pared lot meimo, sa na'enecha ure'e minamakom asher atasham, tafona venegba vekedma veyama. Kiat kola aret asher ataro'e, lecha et nana ulezaracha ad olam. Kum hit halech ba'aretz, le'orka ulerachba, kilecha et nana. And God said to Avram, after Lot's separation from him, Raise your eyes and see, from the place where you are standing, to the north and to the south, and to the east and to the west. For all of the land that you see, I will give to you and your progeny forever. Rise up and walk through the land, to its length and its breadth, for I will give it to you. Rabbi Eliezer teaches that the command to walk through the land was in fact a mode for Avraham to acquire the land. Detanya, Halachba l'orka ulrachba kanama kom hilucho divrei Rabbi Eliezer. V'chachamim omrim, ein hiluch mo'il klum ad sheyachzik. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, ma'itama de Rabbi Eliezer. Dichtiv kum hitalech ba'aretz l'orka ulrachba ki lecha etnana. V'rabanan hatam mishum chavivuta de Avraham hu dekamar lehachi. K'dei sheyehi noach lichbosh. As it is taught in Abraita, if he walked its length and breadth, he acquired the area where he walked, according to Rabbi Eliezer. But the sages say, walking doesn't accomplish anything until he demonstrates formal possession. Rabbi Elazar says, what is Rabbi Eliezer's reasoning? As it is written, rise up and walk through the land to its length and its breadth, for I will give it to you. And the rabbis reason that God says that out of affection for Abraham, so that it will be easy for his children to conquer it. According to Rabbi Eliezer, there is a legal transformation that occurs by means of walking through the land. And though the rabbis maintain that walking is not a valid means of affecting ownership, the walking through the land creates an emotional bond, a legacy of belonging which is passed down from Abraham to his children. But how does walking through the land accomplish either an actual possession or a deep attachment? One way of understanding how this walking works is to read it through the lens of similar types of acts that finalize or demonstrate possession, chazaka. The Mishnah outlines three ways that a person who is possessing land through chazaka demonstrates their ownership. Na'al vigadar ufarat kolshehu harezo chazaka. If he locks, fences, or breaks through the fence in any amount, that qualifies as legal possession, chazaka. The three acts that the Mishnah outlines are all access-oriented. Locking or constructing a fence demonstrates the owner's power to keep out potential trespassers and thieves. Breaking through an existing barrier or fence positions the new owners as those who have the exclusive right to come and go as they please and to determine to whom and how access to the land is given. Walking through the land is certainly in line with this approach. One reason to walk the perimeter of my field is in order to secure it. 
An owner or a guard can enforce and reinforce a boundary with their body and its motion as a type of fence. I can also declare my right to inhabit a property by walking freely along its boundaries, stepping in and stepping out as I please. However, walking through or around a field to merely protect or demarcate its borders is unlikely to create the kind of emotional bond that the rabbis claim is forged by walking the land. According to the rabbis, the command to walk is not only about fencing and boundary creation, it is also about creating a connection between Avraham and the land that is so strong and enduring that his children can feel and be inspired by it. A person who owns a field does not only walk through their property because they can, or in order to keep other people out of it. An owner walks through the fields and the orchards in order to inspect them, to see how they are faring, which plants are thriving and which need more water, which need more sun and which need more shade. A field owner walks through their crops with a caring eye. They are observing the growth so that they can tend to the needs of the crops, as the welfare of the trees, plants, and soil is the responsibility of the owner and is also intrinsically tied to the livelihood and well-being of the owner, if not their entire community or supply chain. God asks Avraham to walk through the land in order to get to know the land, in order to understand it and to learn how to care for it. And an owner may walk her fields for an entirely different reason, simply because they are hers. She enjoys walking through her vineyards and groves, taking joy and pride in her ownership. She loves to inhale the powerful smells and to take in the uplifting sights. She walks through the land because it has an emotional effect on her, and every time she walks through it, that bond gets stronger. This last reason is in some ways more powerful than the first two we introduced. Because a guard can secure the perimeter of the fields, and an overseer can tend to the needs of the crops. But only the owner walks through the property because she takes pride in it. Only the owner walks through the property because it is hers. She wants to walk through the land because it is already hers, not only to establish to whom it legally belongs. We are accustomed to approaching the question of ownership of the land through the lens of title and tenancy. Who lives on the land? Who benefits from the produce produced by its fields? Who can enter and leave the property freely? However, spiritual ownership and claim over the land is of a different kind. It invites us to ask, who feels responsible for the growth and productivity of the land? Who loves the land and who takes pride and joy from it? It is this second type of ownership that walking through the land inspires and reinforces. This type of ownership can be cultivated and experienced independent of the legal question of who is the physical owner of the land. This type of ownership is a choice that we can make. Today, it is hard for us to think about the land of Israel separate from the question of who owns the land, who has control over which areas, and who is benefiting from its physical resources. These are essential questions, which engage not only questions of politics, but also questions of identity and dignity, morality and history, prosperity and survival. However, there are other ways to think of the land of Israel, and even the modern state of Israel, that are independent of questions of legal title and political power. 
There is a type of ownership which is about caring for the land, cultivating it and protecting it. There is a type of ownership which is about loving the land, taking pride in it and enjoying it. The emotional connection to the land of Israel is a type of ownership that is not exclusive, but rather inclusive. Anyone who walks the land can forge a bond with it that is enduring, significant, and real. As the children of Avraham, we are called to walk through the land in order to cultivate this second type of owning, in order to be the kind of people who look at the land and are inspired by it and want to continue to cultivate a relationship of responsibility and affection towards it. Wishing you a Yom Ha'atzmut Sameach. Thank you for listening to our weekly Debre Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org Torah.